Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. During the week, we recorded our live results webinar, where we answered student questions on what subject to do next, how they can recover from a recent fail, or how to keep the momentum going from a recent pass. This week on the podcast, rather than fly through all that we covered, we're giving you full access to all the advice myself and Alan shared with these students on the day. We hope this helps you at your next decisions, so you can get your focus and motivation back on the next sitting. So I'll now hand you over to myself and Alan during our midweek webinar. Good afternoon, everyone. You are all very welcome to Learn Signals ACCA results webinar. I'm Connor and I'm joined by Alan. Uh, we both work on the education team at Learn Signal. Hi, everybody. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Hello from afar. Yeah, as you can tell, we're, we're about working remotely, like I'm sure a lot of you are today. Um, so, a little bit about these for anyone who hasn't been on our Learn Signal webinars before. The main thing we try to encourage with these is to make them really interactive and to really help you with any questions that you have, any answers that you want to get. So the majority of this session is really just going to be spent answering the questions that you have. What I would encourage is that if you have any questions, post them under the ask a question function at the bottom of your screen. Um, this will help me and Alan um, keep track of them as we go. So if you could put them in there, and it's great to see lots of students have come on already. We have 50 questions in already, so we'll be starting with them. But um, anything that, that you want to find out that you don't think we've covered, do just post in. The other thing we always encourage with these sessions is um, for them to be interactive between students. So you can um, at any point use the chat function to talk to other students. If you see other people who are talking about exams that you've maybe done or um, you're looking for study advice on certain subjects, it might be useful to just put a comment in the chat box and you can um, talk with other students there. And one of the things we also like to see is, is students making study groups or sharing their own insights with each other. So do feel free to, to do that throughout the session. The other thing you'll have seen is I we've put up two polls just to give us a bit of insight. Um, so if you could answer those polls, they're around how many subjects you're doing and whether you've had a chance yet to download our um, new Learn Signal interactive study plan for September, which we'll be talking more about later, but which allows you to pick up to two subjects and um, it splits your study for those between now and September with I suppose, the most appropriate advice and approach to preparing for subjects that we think you need between now and then. So if you could fill out those polls, that would be really useful to us. The other thing just to say uh, on the questions is this session will very much be about um, questions on your next decisions, questions on how you can improve your exam technique, things that you need to, to maybe bring into your study over the next while, and how to make decisions of what to do building towards the next exam sitting. We won't so much get into technical questions around um, certain syllabus topics or areas of subjects, but for LearnSignal members, if you do have any technical questions or areas that you're stuck in your study, um, you can go to our 24-7 tutor chat support on our website at any point. Um, the other thing, we, we are going to be referring and talking about a lot of the really good Learn Signal resources that we have and that we'd encourage you to use over the next while. So if you're not a Learn Signal member currently, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who aren't that are on today, or if you're only on a basic plan with Learn Signal, we are currently running a results week sale. You can see a button at the bottom of the screen underneath myself and Alan. Uh, that's 50% off. So currently we have 50% off our annual plans. So 
if you are considering joining or you do like some of what we're talking about over the next while, now is a really good time to join because you'll be able to take advantage of that sale offer. So if you click that button at the bottom of the screen, it will take you through to that. Um, and the study plans we talked about earlier, they are available for all learn uh, for all students. So whether you're a member or not, but if you sign up to Learn Signal for a basic plan, you'll then get details about the plans through your email, and you'll be able to access assess them on your course page. The last thing just to note is we often on these sessions get a lot of, of similar questions. So do listen to um, the answers we're giving for each question because sometimes you're, you're waiting to um, see your own question answered, but the advice we've given on, on other questions might have already covered that. So we will try to, to work through all questions, but if questions are following a similar trend, um, you know we might have answered them already. So do just keep an ear out for that. Um, but that's, that's all the kind of housekeeping points. So I'm going to hand over to Alan now for the first question. So the first one is from Haral, and it's a common question that comes up about how many, if they're doing two papers for September, which two they should do. And, and I guess it depends on which stage you are at in your ACCA journey. If you're doing two applied skills papers, I would, I would personally pick one kind of mathematical one, let's say performance management and financial management, and try and combine it with a less mathematical one like audit. That mightn't be an option if you've already done audit. Therefore, it doesn't really matter a huge amount. Um, there's probably a bit more theory and tax, but still a lot of the applied skills papers are very methodical and, and calculated, calculation based. So it wouldn't make a huge difference. Where it does make a bigger difference is in the strategic professional level. So if I was to pick two of strategic professional and you haven't done any so far, I would always pair SBOR and advanced audit together. So if you are new, if you haven't done any for strategic professional and you're looking for two to do in September, um, SPR and advanced audit, if you are choosing advanced audit as an option paper, is a really nice paper to do together. Um, otherwise, we always say SPL and something else. SPL is a nice paper to do. Um, although people get a little bit kind of freaked out by the four-hour exam, um, it is a pretty decent pass rate. Uh, the, the pass rate is always around or above 50%. I think it's in the late 40s um, for the recent March sitting. So it is a paper that a lot of people do well and a lot of people pass. Um, but realistically, pick two that you're comfortable with and most confident with. And then you can use our September 2020 plan and you can pick your two subjects that you're doing. It'll plan it out. I saw some questions as well about that plan, about whether or not if people are doing more than two subjects, what they do. Honestly, just use the plan twice. <laughs> and then just, like, now you just have two plans where you'll have two or more subjects. You'll have to have more, two or more plans. Um, but that's what I do for that one. Yeah, the, the next question um, and these early questions are the one that are, are most voted. So they're obviously on a lot of students' minds. Uh, it was from Miracle asking, I'm struggling with planning my exams. Um, having had a lot of failures, I need advice and help. I think the, the key to planning is talking about what Alan just touched on is having a good study plan in place. Um, we've taken a lot of you know, the, the hassle out of making such a plan by getting our, our 20 week study plans. And, you know, planning can be quite difficult over a normal study cycle. But with this longer amount of time, you really have to um, be disciplined with yourself and you really have to spread the work 
from now up till September because you'd be amazed how quickly weeks can slip away. So really the key, if, you, if you've struggled with planning exams and having had failures before, is put a, a plan in place and really stick to that. And the, the benefit of our plans is that we don't just focus on getting through the content. We really focus on, on being through all the content a few weeks out from your exam so that you can really focus on exam technique, on question practice, on doing mock exams. Um, but I think the key for anyone, particularly looking at, at multiple subjects, and if you have had failures before, is putting that that good plan in place and then sticking to that. And it will actually take a lot of the stress away. It makes it a lot more manageable because you're not looking at a cycle as a whole. You're looking on a weekly basis and you just need to focus on what you need to get done in that week. Um, the key, and again, our, our plans account for this is don't focus with your planning on just watching videos or reading notes. The key to getting through the content is combining it with question practice and testing yourself. And that's what really cements the knowledge. Um, continuing on from what Connor said there, we have a lot of people, um, Basma, for example, who retook an exam, was 120, 120% sure you'd scored well and you didn't. Um, people like Augustine, who's have done F9 and failed and wanting some tips. So there's a lot of people who are what I call the unfortunate people who have failed, especially those. There's a lot of people who typically get 47, 48, 49. And the subject doesn't matter an awful lot. So you should all listen to this one. If we don't kind of come to your exact question in this, it's because our advice is generally the same. So if you've got, if you've done an exam and you thought you did well, or if you've got in the late 40s and are extremely disappointed and can't get through a subject, I think what we would find the majority of the time, the reason for that is because students aren't practicing questions using an online platform. I think anytime we've talked to students, Connor, we found they kind of go, oh, I practice by pen and paper and then I just do it on the computer on the day. You're all doing yeah. online exams. By the time you get to September for Strategic Professional, you'll be doing online exams. So Connor mentioned practice there and the way we've laid out our courses makes you do practice and makes you do it on an online platform. I would say that a large majority of the people who have got close and who are looking for something different to do and something to change, it's because you haven't practiced your questions using an online tool. To be honest, even using Excel and Word on your local computer, using Google Drive, the Google Docs um, and Google Spreadsheet, the practice is much so much better than doing it on a pen and paper. So for all of those people who are wondering what to do, wondering what, how you get over that hump of getting in the mid 40s, late 40s, into that 50s and above, it really is stop practicing using questions, using pen and paper from now on in and only use some kind of online platform, whether it be ours, whether it be the ACCA one or whether it's just your own version of Excel and Word at home. The more and more you that you do, that will make a massive difference and, and that will get you over, over the line in a lot of your subjects. Yeah, and as Alan mentioned, we, we've talked specifically with students who were struggling to get past an exam, who'd failed it two or three times, and that was the one bit we asked them to change, and then they were amazed by how quickly their results went up. We had people failing subjects three or four times, as I said, that were then getting in the high 60s. So even if you like pen and paper, you'd need to just um, forget that if that's not going to be the way you're examined because you'd be amazed by how getting familiar with the CBE, how much that helps you. Um, th the next question kind of touches on that. Um, Augustine has asked, I've done F9 and failed. I want some tips to follow so I can pass the next time. I think one of the really important things here 
um, particularly because I know a, a number of people on today won't have been successful, is don't, um, you know, before you move on to your study for the next paper, you really do need to reflect on how you prepared um, for the exam the last time. And sometimes that can be quite hard when the it's it's fresh in your head. But it's really important. And what I would be telling you to do is look at one of our study plans and compare it against how you prepared for the last sitting and ask yourself some of the hard questions like, did you do two mock exams? Did you get through all the content a few weeks in advance of the exam so that you could just focus on practicing questions? Did you use the CBE as we talked about? So, you know, if you can review what you did before against that, you might start to see gaps um, in your preparation. And the key thing is then to learn from that and change it for the next time. So, you know, a lot of people during their ACCA journey, they've they um, stall at one exam or they fall down in one exam. But it's about learning from that and, and doing something different in the next one and changing your approach. And more often than not, changing the approach means that you need to practice more question under exam conditions. So as we said, on the CBE tool, doing it under time pressure, not looking at solutions or notes as you work through it, the more you can build that into your preparation, um, I think that's what will really help you going forward. Um, Maj has a question, and I think Connor has answered that about asking about combinations. Um, but there's, and also Mona asked a question, and there's kind of two teams in there I just want to cover, and that will get us over a number of questions. Um, Maj is mentioning that he has a 2018 F5 kit. Will that work? Um, no, because we're on the 2020 and 21 syllabus, Maj. So there's no way I can tell you that work because it won't work. Um, what will work, to be honest, is investing in your education and getting a provider, whether it be us or somebody else, if you can. But using old um, handbooks that you get online, I just think is a big mistake and you're you're going to miss things. Um, Mona was actually asking, and, and I think we've covered your first question, Mona, but people are also asking about being a prize winner. Does it give you an advantage in employment? No, nobody ever asked me what my ACCA results were. Everybody, you just have ACCA, it goes in your CV, it's a big win going into an interview, but don't be targeting. I probably got the closest to 50 in all of my exams than anybody out there. So I would recommend, once you get over that 50 mark, once you become qualified ACCA, that's all you have to target. You certainly don't need extra pressure by trying to be a prize winner. Yeah, there's a another question, um, which I think is an interesting one, particularly at the moment from Amar asking, will two months preparation be enough for performance management? So this is something that we um, have touched on in our podcast a bit recently. And, um, you know, it's really to do with the, the circumstance and timing at the moment. So what is quite rare in an ACCA cycle is that you actually have more time at your disposal now. And you really don't want to get in a position where you get to August and you think you're under a lot of pressure. Why didn't you do more early? So, you know, I know everyone's circumstance is different, particularly at the moment and working arrangements, but use this extra time that you have to your advantage. And if you can work hard now, you know, it will take off a huge amount of that pressure as you get closer to the exams. So I wouldn't be looking at it as, will two months preparation be enough? Can I hold off? you know, till July to start preparing, use this extra time you have now and maybe even consider, as we said, doing two subjects um, and preparing, you know, fully putting the full cycle that we think is necessary in for both of those. And, you know, it could be 
um, no, no study cycles stress-free, but it will be a lot less stress than preparing normally um, because you'll have a lot more time. You can work through it more at your own pace. You can really confirm your understanding. So I, I really think, you know, for anyone considering, try start your study from now with those plans. They're, I know someone had asked earlier, the plans aren't um, overly intensive in any one week. They're very manageable, even if you're still working from home. Um, you know, they, they are very manageable within each week's um, what you have to cover. So I would really try to stay on top of it at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be trying to minimize yourself or your preparation and say, how long can you hold off before getting into your studies? Um, so a question from Haral, who's attempted to write F8 or audit and assurance three times but failed and currently working for three years as a full-time employee. Will I help if I quit and only study until I clear all the exams? Well, I don't think Haral, we're ever going to tell you to quit your job. I think it is possible to do both. I think listen to all the advice we gave you um, between myself and Connor recently about how to practice questions and studying and getting a good plan in place. I think there's a lot of people, and I did it when I was working, and Connor did his accounting exams when he was working. So it's more than possible. Uh, I don't think quitting your job, sometimes having too much time in your hand could be a negative too. So I'd be careful um, about that. I would just look at the advice we gave today and see which things that you haven't been doing, like practicing the questions online. And, and I think it's probably little tweaks like that will help you more than possibly giving up your job. There's one question here, which we've um, kind of touched on already, but there's just one point I wanted to um, to add. So um, someone had asked, for the professional stage, what are the best combination of exams to write, um, especially when writing them in pairs? So one thing I wanted to highlight for anyone who is at strategic professional level or moving from applied skills into strategic professional level is the benefit of doing um, the EPSM module, so the ethics and professional skills module, before doing those exams. And that's something you will have seen in a lot of ACCA emails and on the ACCA website. I know they have it on most strategic professional course pages now that they're really encouraging students to do. Um, because I, I, they have a statistic that I think students who do that before getting into strategic professional are 20% more likely to pass in those exams because all of those exams have a huge um, weighting on ethical issues and answering professionally and being a professional accountant. So if you do that before, you are at a real advantage. So something I would I would ask you all to consider if you're you know at the moment deciding on subjects to do or maybe you were planning on doing one subject for September, but you want to do a little bit extra, is consider doing that ethics, uh, the EPSM module as well at the moment. You can do it remotely. You, it's not, it doesn't require um, an assessment. So you could do it through May as well, but it will really set you up. So that is just for the person who was considering combinations, um, consider that alongside the other subjects. But I think in terms of combinations, Alan had covered that earlier. It really is a lot to do with personal preference, but you do need to do SBR before or at the same time as audit. And I would consider, um, you know, potentially doing SBL early because it gives you a lot of those professional skills and kind of case study approach that helps in other papers. Um, Nicholas is asking, he's just started studying ACCA and he's nervous to write his first two papers and he's self-studying. Any advice you can give me? Yes, Nicholas, don't self-study, to be quite honest. Um, Connor quoted a percentage there. There's another one that the ACCA quote, and this is not a their calculation. 
that you're 25% more likely to pass an exam if you're with a provider. Um, so self-studying is the hardest thing. The majority of people have fail, who fail are self-studying. Um, I think it's a real risk that you're doing. You're getting no guidance, just getting a book or like somebody else said earlier, an older book is just too big of a risk. Um, so the advice I would give you is um, to get yourself an approved provider and align yourself to a plan that they would have, and that will give you the best chance to pass. Certainly two papers, it's a big, it's a big jump when you start studying. Um, this question has come in asking, someone has failed um, audit, uh, so, and they're looking to take it again, but how can they pass it because they find it quite technical? Um, they're talking about audit and assurance, but I know that students across a number of subjects it, they can seem very technical, tax can seem very technical, audit, um, and it feels when you read through sol solutions that there's a huge amount that you don't understand. The key thing for this is that once you develop that understanding, exams will seem far less technical. That might sound obvious, but what I would encourage you to do if you are on a subject where you struggle with that technical knowledge is go to the ACCA technical articles. You'll find them on the ACCA website and on your Learn Signal course page. You'll find them in the course resources, a link to them. What those technical articles do is they actually really simplify areas of the syllabus. Um, they're very easy to read. They're not like technical research papers at all. They are more like a blog that cover um, areas of, of that subject syllabus and they try to make it as understandable as possible and if you can work through those technical articles alongside the syllabus areas it will make a lot more sense of those areas and you'd be amazed by having that good understanding how when you start to approach questions you score better because you know the areas you need to talk about so if you are finding that where you find a subject quite technical and you struggle with that that would be the, the first area I direct you and you should be using those articles alongside your, your study of those um, different syllabus areas. Um, just a few questions and they might have come earlier about um, the costs associated with Learn Signals. So I think um, Connor mentioned that button earlier on. So if anybody wants to click on that button, you'll see the cost. Um, I think somebody asked, do we have a special for people doing a retake? That was Sanjoy. Sanjoy, click on the button and see the amount and compare that to any other provider in the world and you should see that we, this is a, an amazing offer today for anybody um, who's doing it. Um, somebody asking about if I want to combine two sit for exams in, in December, which would be the best? So they're doing F5, F8 and F9. Can you do all three of them together? What are the techniques for clearing them all? You can do all three together. Melania, I think is the name. Um, you can do all three together uh, in September or December. If you have September and December available, I would do two and one if that's your target to finish in, in September. Um, with F5, F8 and F9, I would do F5 and F8 together purely because it's a bit different, like I said earlier, and then move on to F9. Um, but for everybody, the most important thing isn't about us thinking you can do them. It's about, as Connor said, it's about getting a plan together and following that plan and sticking to that plan and getting good advice, whether it's us or another provider. Um, and I know somebody in the in the chat um, sent a message to say it is possible to self-study. It is possible to self-study, and people do pass with it. We're just saying the likelihood of you passing every exam increases when you don't self-study. And I, I can't remember who sent in that message, but I guess self-studying is on your own, but that person is here with us today. So 
I would regard you're still using LearnSignal to help you pass your exams. So, um, but definitely you can pass two or three together. And we've seen lots of students who do, but it's about getting that plan in place and sticking to it. Yeah. And I think the other important thing on that is be realistic with your plan. Um, you know, there's no point trying to overreach at the moment and put unnecessary pressure on yourself and do four exams in September and then you fall down in three or even four of them because you'll lose that momentum you're not progressing through exams so do when you're deciding what to do now for September do be realistic with yourself and what I always say um, on the webinars we run a, a weekly study webinar on Fridays to students is the key is about looking at each subject and saying, okay, can I give that the full preparation needed alongside that plan? Can I do two mock exams for that subject, do revision bootcamp for that subject? And if you're looking at doing two subjects, you ask yourself the question, can I still give the full preparation to each paper? Can I still give both two mock exams? Can I still do revision bootcamp for both? Because you shouldn't be sacrificing study time on any one subject or you shouldn't be risking falling down in a subject by taking more on so i really would be realistic with yourself when making that plan and um, we're mainly looking at the under ask a question for the questions but great just to see jeffrey there who has passed lots of exams with learn signal and is looking for a study buddy so it's and you're you're continuing to use learn signal for your professional papers so that's great to see and we did really appreciate we got a lot of good messages in this week of, of people who have passed so for anyone who's on today that did pass their exams a big congratulations and as we said before keep using that that momentum to make your next decisions so this is a question we we often get on our um on this results webinar from Koala, I failed APM twice for 47 marks. May I know uh, what is the problem and should I apply for administrative review? I'm actually going to let Alan answer mm -hmm. that because he knows the, the marking process in ACCA uh, very well. I think the short, short answer is no, um, you can. It's a very, very tiny percentage of people um, who actually get a positive result from an administrative review. Um, when you get 47% or 47 marks in a paper, the chances are four or five or maybe slightly more people um, have looked through your paper and have confirmed your mark. So generally anywhere between that 47 and 53, they do look at marks to get above 50 and check that they're valid. Every single paper is nearly checked within that, that thing. It's definitely checked by two or three people. As you get closer to that 50, more and more people check them. And it really is for the benefit of you. They, people think ACCA are trying to fail you on purpose. They're not. They are just making sure that, unfortunately, if you got 47 marks, there were people who got 50 who were slightly better, and therefore they deserve to get 50. And that 47 is reflective of your paper. Um, if you've failed it twice at 47, <laughs> it's, it's hard to know what, what the problem is. In APM, I would say time management could be an issue. And we see Jonathan there is something similar failed SPL and he couldn't complete the last question. I think, I, and again, Koala, I'm not too sure whether this is your issue or not, but Jonathan, um, you have to work on your time management. There's no, the worst thing you can possibly do is not attempt every question in an exam. So if I was to guess Koala, I would say that APM was a time management issue um, and that maybe you spent, the, the danger is you spent too long on that question one, it overtakes the exam and then you're rushing. So you might've finished them, but mightn't have finished them with the proper amount of time. So for SBL, uh, SBL shouldn't be a time management issue, Jonathan. It really shouldn't. You spend 45 minutes to 60 minutes planning, and then you spend the rest of the time writing out your plan. 
three hours is a long time. So you really need to work really hard on your time management. Um, regarding taking another exam with SBL in the professional level, they partner well with anything. I would personally take a, I would if I was doing AFM or APM, I would personally choose that because of the numbers and it gives you something different. But uh, either that or do SBR, but it doesn't really make a huge difference. I think just following on for Alan's points there with time management, um, time management is not just you know looking at the clock or being mindful of time or checking the time throughout. It really is something that needs to be practiced and you need to have a system in place and you need to be very disciplined with that. And the only way you get that discipline is from practice. So what I mean by that is, you know, so you need to allocate a certain amount of time for each question proportionate to how many marks are available. So for the normal papers, which are three hours, we say three hours is 180 minutes. It's 100 marks in the paper. So you've 1.8 minutes per mark. So that's your system. And every question you're about to start, if it's a 10, 10 mark question and you've 1.8 minutes per mark, you've 18 minutes in which you need to get your best answer down and then you have to move on to the next question and you have to be ruthless with your time. Similarly, you get to a 20 mark question, 1.8 minutes per mark, you've 36 minutes to work through that before you have to move on. And that makes sure that you are allocating, allocating and spending your time throughout the paper proportionate to where the marks are available. The other thing to remember is you actually score most of the marks on a question in the first few minutes of writing your answer. So sometimes going over time on one question to try squeeze out one extra mark, you could be losing the chance to get, you know, 10 marks out of 20 on the next question. So it's, it's really important you have those systems and you bring those systems into every question that you practice so when you sit down as i said let's say you just want to during your study you want to do a, a 10 mark question you should only be giving yourself 18 minutes before you have to put your pen down and then you review the solution and it's building that discipline that will make it really easy to manage on the day and it means you have a good strategy for trying to get the most out of most marks out of the paper so I think that's really important. But specifically for SBL, Jonathan, and for anyone doing SBL, we have a, um, a case study approach series that's available on the course page. It's with our case study expert, Paul Russell, who works with LearnSignal. And he um, has a whole series about how to manage that planning stage for SBL. And we've got a lot of really positive feedback from students who said it was the difference between them um, failing before and passing. So I would encourage anyone doing SPL to look at that as a starting point because it sets out how to manage that first hour um, of reading through the, the case study and planning your answer before you get into actually writing it out. So Connor, there's a question from Maria um, on P7, which I'm going to pass to you. <laughs> um, that they, so P7 is the, old, is the new advanced audit and insurance and they are now finishing the syllabus of SBL. They, they thought they did well in P7, but they failed and no idea what they went wrong. And they're concerned because they have to, comp to complete um, advanced audit and P7 and SBL together for September. Um, and what advice would you give, especially about audit, I guess, to get them over the line? Yeah, so um, I think our advice for doing two subjects together, we, we've kind of covered specifically for um, advanced audit. And this is similar for anyone who's doing audit as well, but particularly so at advanced audit. You can't get away with being general and generic in your answers. Sometimes the questions you read in advanced audit, you 
you think they don't require a huge amount of detail, but in fact, you have to really dig into information in the scenario and show off your knowledge, particularly if you're asked to give procedures or tests or controls. You won't score, you actually won't score any marks really if you're not giving really good details and explaining why the things need to be done. So I think the, the key at that level is not being generic, not just writing out answers that you've seen on other questions, but really using the information in the scenario and tailoring everything you write and all of the knowledge of audit you have back to that scenario. And that's something you, you'll see in SBL and you'll see in all the strategic professional subjects. You really have to get into the role of the character they're asking you to be in the scenario. So if you are told you're an audit manager and you're reporting to your audit partner, you really have to get into that role and use the information and talk about the company that you're auditing and talk about the procedure specifically you need to do for them. So I, I think the key that I would say for audit is it's, it's really about application to the scenario and not being generic in your answers. So there's a few questions that we're getting. It's my favorite team. What tips do we have? And um, so, and I know for, so I think Alan James is um, tips for F5 and stuck in lockdown. So you don't have any of my study materials. Well, if anybody's stuck in lockdown, all of our study materials are available. Um, on our website we don't post anything so everything is available at any time you want to so that might be useful um, but regarding tips tips are an interesting one because there are no tips um, if you have failed an exam you have to do things differently if you're taking an exam for the first time you have to do things properly tips would suggest that there's a way in the syllabus to highlight areas that will come up or won't come up and that is just no longer possible because the extent of the syllabus that they're now testing especially in applied skills with the multiple choice questions. So I think the biggest mistake you'll ever make is take past papers and try and find a trend, try and get tips that way. There's no easy way to pass ACCA exams. And, and the one thing we've seen, Connor, in all of these webinars that we've ever done, nobody's ever said, I found the magic formula to not working hard for ACCA. There just isn't yeah. one. It's all about working hard. It's all about putting a plan together and sticking to it. Just one other team that's appearing um, through the questions, um, and I know Sharon here is asking, are the UK exams definitely cancelled? Um, it's such a fast-moving situation, um, Sharon. Um, there's no way we could tell anybody what's open, what's not open right now, um, because it could be changing while we're on the webinar. ACCA have a COVID-19 webpage, especially for that. If you go onto ACCA, the ACCA main site, in the news, they have a link um, to what's closed and what, or what's cancelled and what's not cancelled. Um, a lot of them are cancelled at this stage. I don't know about their website. We can't help with the website. We can't help with booking. We don't know what. We have no kind of control over ACCA. Um, but I don't want to give advice now that people might re look at again in a week's time um, and depend on what we say of that because we have no control. I would just point everybody to the ACCA website to get the, up, the latest news on what's happening in your local centre. The next question, which I'm going to take is from Pranveet. And I think this is a good lesson in something I talked about earlier about not overreaching. Um, so Pranveet, you did four exams in, um, in the March sitting, uh, four professional exams and passed two and failed two. Um, and you were asking for tips on how to, to approach the two that you'd failed. 
really the I think the key here is if and you the results you got on the ones you failed were in the 40s and the ones you passed in the 50s so it's not a knowledge issue it's not um an exam technique issue because you were able to pass two professional level subjects but doing four professional exams in one sitting is incredibly difficult and you know what's happened there while you've still passed two your your performance in there and was probably affected by trying to do the two others whereas if you just approach two at this upcoming sitting the two that you were looking at but do the same good study and question practice and mock exams just focus on two i i don't think you'll have any issue passing um again if you were able to pass the two out of the four it's it's not a knowledge gap there's not an exam technique issue but attempting to do four exams in one sitting just puts unnecessary pressure and where you find yourself or anyone in this situation you find yourself after the sitting still with two exams passed but with the added pressure of having been preparing for four up till now so again sometimes it seems quicker to try to do multiple exams but if if it's going to cost you and you're going to fail exams it actually is slowing you in the long run so the advice we always say is is approach and be realistic with yourself approach one or two in September to the best of your abilities and make sure you pass both of those and then you'll be in a good position and can keep that momentum going forward. And Arya, I think that just answered your question too, hopefully, so which I was going to take. But um, I think, and, and Fazel, there's a lot of people asking about can they do more than one paper and different types of papers. I think that should answer all of that. Um, let me just scroll down here. There's a... Um, I've completed F6, F9, F7. Can I do a P-level paper in F5 in the next sitting? So how you know, like generally you can carry or you can do one applied skills paper if that's all you've got left and take a strategic professional. But the best way for you to know is to go in and book an exam. And when you go in into your account, you'll see from your exam, um, exam your own account, whether or not that option um, is set up for you. Sometimes it might be a local resource issue. It might be how many exams they're holding. So for anybody who's looking to do an applied skills exam and a strategic professional exam, that are straddling those two, but looking to get the most amount of exams done in September, go into your account. And we did advise people the other day to register for September as quickly as possible because there's going to be a lot of demand. Um, so when you go in and register, you'll see what options you have of what papers you're allowed doing. Um, just another thing on the timetables is some questions in about there are some people who their exam centers are still currently open and they might be doing exams in June and looking for the timetable. If you go on to LearnSignal.com and go into our 24-hour help desk and tell them that your exam is still on in June and can you have a copy of the study timetable for June, they will give you a copy of that. So I'm just trying to get up to date with what one we haven't covered. A lot, a lot of your questions are, are pretty, I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, of the, so there, there is the a lot of, um, a lot of similar ones, a lot of points to reiterate that this is a question from Neksha, um, who narrowly failed their APM exam, will need to resit in September. How can I prepare better? I could not answer a 15 mark question due to poor time management. Um, still need to practice questions. So again, I think you're answering your own question there. If you you know, you scored 46, but um, couldn't complete a 15 mark question. If you'd manage your time, even sacrifice some time on other questions, but were able to complete that, I'd imagine you would have, um, you would have passed. So don't underestimate the importance, as I said earlier, of practicing time management as you practice questions. Um, you'd asked about 
mock exams you can do online. Uh, we there are um, on our website we have CBE mock exams for the applied skills. You can get CBE mocks specimen exams for strategic professional on the ACCA website if your exam has moved to that already. Um, so you know practicing on the CBE tool and practicing time management, I think will make a, um, a huge difference for you in your preparation. Okay, so... Um, sorry, the, oh, before sorry. you go, Alan, just one thing I'd seen in the chat box, someone asking about listening to previous Crowdcast. So uh, we run a, a weekly um, ACCA study webinar every Friday that's live and it's available to um, all students where we answer questions and give study advice. So you can find that on our Crowdcast channel. The recordings of all of our um, webinars are available to Learn Signal students on their website. So we'll put a copy of this results webinar up and we also put the weekly study webinar up on every course page. Um, so if you are a Learn Signal member, you can always miss the session that, that you've week or missed during a week. Um, there's a question from Beth um, about what is the best resource to use for completing mock exams to time? And also, is there any resources that would mark these mocks for free? Um, I always think when you're trying to qualify for accountants, you should be thinking about these things. So when what is the best for, to use mock exams for time? Well, the best resource for completing mock exams to time are doing mock exams. So if it's a like we offer mock exams, so if you did a three-hour mock exam or a four-hour mock exam, if it was SBL, um, you just do it to time. You just use a watch. You, you practice your questions. Connor mentioned earlier, if it's a 20-mark question, you've got 38 minutes. So you set your timer to 38 minutes and you try and answer it in that time. I think that to, that timing thing is just an element of practice. Asking would people mark these mocks for free? Um, Beth, there's a huge amount of resources go into marking a mock exam. There's a huge amount of time and effort. Anybody who's got a mock exam with Learn Signal knows we get it back in three days and they get quite a detailed report about where they went wrong, what, advi what advice they would get going forward. And unfortunately, this does take resources. Um, so mock exams, you might think mock exams is something we make uh, lots of profit off. We don't. We are we have quite a large team um, that work on, our, on marking our mock exams. So um, you might find somebody to do it for free, um, but be wary of what free means and what you get for free. Um, but if you really want to invest in your ACCA, you're going to have to do some of these things to give yourself the best chance of passing. So I've seen another good question, which kind of leads into a point um, I wanted to talk about. Someone had asked, um, is it wise to accept the exemptions that I qualify for taking into account that I last did them a number of years ago? What combinations would you recommend? So in terms of exemptions, and this ties into something um, of people doing strategic professional exams, which we talk about a lot, is sometimes when you start into those courses, you can feel like you have um, a bit of weakness on some of the, the knowledge you needed from the, the earlier courses at Applied Skills or similarly if you did exemptions earlier. What you get with your Learn Signal subscription is you've access to all the previous courses. So if you are doing advanced audit, but you feel weak on a topic that you, you should have covered at audit, you can go back into that course page, you can watch that video, and you can, um, or you can attempt kind of more basic questions on it to confirm your understanding. So what I always say to people is start at the, the course level or the subject you're doing and work through that. But if you notice gaps or areas you need to go back on, I would then, then do that. 
but it may seem for the person who, who has the exemptions, it may seem like you don't remember it, but it's of no benefit going back and starting at the earliest level or similar at someone, let's say, the, to use the example, someone doing advanced audit, feeling they don't know and going back and revising the whole audit course. That's of no benefit. You'd be surprised what you remember as you get more into it. So work through the, the course at the level you're at. But if you do notice gaps or you do want to confirm your understanding with your Learn Signal membership, you, you do still have access to go back and access that content. Uh, we have a question from A. It's our first Brexit question of today. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, I think it's a Brexit question, if I've understood it right. I've always considered doing the international variants of SBR and AAA, but since leaving Europe, will it be better to consider the UK variant? I've never had any intention of working abroad. Also, is any of the variants easier? So I think there is certainly none of the variants easier and they differ. Sometimes they don't differ. So the variants only have a small amount of content that could potentially be different. And sometimes if you take both of those papers, the international variant um, and the local one, so in this case, the UK one, there might not be any different. It could just be a 10 mark question that's different. The reason why they're different is that if you want to work in audit in the long term to get your, is it your audit cert, Connor, is that what it's called? Or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, Connor will know more about this than me. But um, <laughs> or I should get, know more. <laughs> should know more. But to get your kind of to be allowed complete audits, you have to do these local variants because that's when you get your audit. You're allowed complete audits. Um, if you're never going into the auditing world, which clearly I never wanted to and never did, it wouldn't have mattered what variant I would have done. Um, I was all about getting my ACCA. So what I would suggest is look at the difference on the ACCA website. See why they're different. Um, and see if it matters for your career and if it doesn't really make a difference for your career it doesn't really make it won't make a difference to your your career in finance or accounting it will only make a difference if you see your career being an audit so just to reiterate because we're starting to see um see a lot of similar questions coming in so we we may seem like we're skipping over your individual question if after the session you're still un unsure on something or you missed our answer previously, remember the recording will be up on the Learn Signal website. And just to remind, because there's a, a lot going on in the chat function, where which is great, and it's great that people are talking to each other, but we will mainly be answering questions just so we can keep track that are coming into um, the ask a question function, which you can post at the bottom of the screen. Um, someone had asked, and I think this again is a point we've highlighted. I've just cleared AFM. Is there any overlap of AFM syllabus with APM? I'm thinking of taking SBL or APM now. So within the same level, you're you're never going to have an undue advantage by doing AFM and APM because of overlaps. They each have their own unique syllabus. What you'll find though is, um, you know, if you were strong in one of those subjects from the applied skills level, like if you were strong at advanced performance management that will help you because it gives you a, a or sorry if you're strong at performance management that will give you a good foundation for advanced performance management um but you know there's no shortcuts by combining two subjects together um if there was we would we would have said it to everyone asking who's who, that are looking for subjects to do together every subject has their own unique syllabus and you'll have to do similar work for each um so don't look for that when deciding what exams to combine or what exam to do next. I'd more look at the, the, the subjects from the level before, how you found them, what you were strong at, and what you might have more of an interest in, in taking after that. I did flick through, even though you said we weren't going to, I did flick through the chat out of curiosity. 
And there's a question here from Eni who is using LearnSignal. Watched all your videos, practice questions, and solved mock exams and didn't pass F4. Was studying for three months. Questions A and B were not as expected, but I was confident. I presume A and B means the multiple choice questions. What do you suggest? Um, I think, Eni, when you're looking at A and B should never be as expected because you can't expect anything in A and B except for anything. Anything could come up. So I think if your question A and B have worked as expected, you should be at least reviewing all of those questions that we have after each of our videos and making sure you're getting 100% right every time that you're passing all the quizzes. If you're not, go back and look at the video and see where you went wrong. Um, if you've practiced all the mock exams, if you've practiced all of the, the boot camp, if you did everything exactly as in the study timetable, um, look at other things. Have you, was your time management up to scratch? Things like that. So take the timetable, the study timetable, whether the new one or the one that you would have used from us the last time and go through it and say, did I do everything in the way I was supposed to do it? Um, and I would say that that might be a big thing. Remember for everybody who um, wants to check out LearnSignal who isn't a member or everybody who is a member and doesn't realize the resources there, um, the five minute to pass video is a first video available in every subject. So each subject has their own five minutes to pass video. And what it does, it highlights all the main areas that you need to cover for that subject. And it is subject specific. So if you're not a member of any kind, become a basic member and it is the first video you get to watch and you don't have to pay to watch it. So keep that in mind. So if you're, if you're unsure after this still about how to approach your subject, go look at that five minutes to pass video, which is on each subject area. Yeah. And I think the other key thing is by signing up with LearnSignal, making that account, you'll then be on the mailing list that you find out about a lot more of events like these webinars that we run and a lot more resources we're releasing, whether it's new mock exams, new content. So it will keep you up to speed. But as Alan said, making that account and, and going on and watching that five minute to pass video, that will give a lot of structure for whatever exam you're preparing. So there's two questions here I want to um, to take. The first is from Jemima. They had failed advanced audit for the fourth time. Um, You're speaking to one of the tutors who still suggested doing two in September. Would we recommend this? So my point on this would be absolutely, there's no reason why you can't prepare for two subjects in September. Um, it's the same advice as before. You've 20 weeks from now, our study plan will get you through all that content by the end of July and then all our exam preparation resources in the month of August. Um, so you can prepare fully for them. If you're in a position where you failed an exam multiple times, it's not a, 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 an amount of time issue you have preparing for that subject. It's what you're doing uh, when you're writing your answers and what you're doing in the exam. So the key thing that I'd like to direct you to is looking at the examiner reports, which are being released this week. Some have come out. There's still one or two that have to be released. You'll find them on the ACA website, but we're also putting together our tutor review of every subject examiner report, and they will be up on the website um, over the next week. So what those examiner reports do is they talk about the areas that students are going down, the mistakes that people are continuously making in their answers, and why people are continuing to fail. So for someone who's stuck at a subject and continuing to struggle with the subject, I think that's a really important starting point is to hear from the examiner exactly what the main issues that people have and make sure that you are not falling into 
those traps or those areas because the examiner will continue to test that. And particularly for anyone who's failed an exam, you know, two, three, even four times, you need to do something different with your study. And as I said earlier, you need to reflect on maybe the areas that aren't going well or the mistakes that you're making. That might be practicing more on CBE, that might be managing your time better. Um, and it might just be practicing more questions in light of what you've read in the examiner's report um, around, you know, maybe applying things to the scenario and not falling into those common mistakes. So I think for anyone who has failed an exam, I would be the first thing I would go to, um, you know, over the next week is looking at that examiner report. Similarly, for anyone who's starting a new subject, it's still worth reading that examiner report because it will put into your head things that you need to remember when studying and avoid as you get into practicing questions and doing exams. The one other question I just wanted to take from Habert was asking about studying for the on-demand exams um, and how, how you should prepare for that. So we also have a study plan for all the on-demand exams. I believe they run over um, a about a seven-week period. So the, there are a number um, of areas that obviously they you can't book your on-demand exams, but I would work off one of those study plans and then book your exam accordingly when you can. Um, but what those plans do is they set out how to get through all those. So you were talking about law, how to get through that full law course, but also build in a lot of um, practice questions, mock exams. So if you go on the Learn Signal course page for the law exam or any on-demand subject, you can access that plan. And if you use that plan and book your on-demand exam for the end of that, once those centers open up again, that will give you um, really good preparation for those subjects. Okay, we have a big question here from Nihal about the online teaching format and comparing that against classroom and how does the formula work through online classes? So I'll try and answer this quickly. Um, and I think if anybody's concerned about they're in a classroom and, and we hear a lot, oh, I just prefer a classroom. Um, we're not telling you not to do classroom. We want you to be the most comfortable when you're learning. Um, but obviously we're biased and we think that the online way is better. So why, why do we think that, I guess? I think there's a few things about a classroom. First of all, there's the logistics of having to be there at a certain time, at a certain day, um, through somebody else's timetable online. Anywhere allows you to kind of create your own timetable, which is a benefit. I think people feel very nervous about asking questions sometimes in a classroom. Um, the advantage about online is that you can rewatch the video over and over again, or for Learn Signal, you have the 24-hour help desk and people will answer questions. And it is online and it's true chat and people find themselves a lot more comfortable to that. I think Nihal, you also mentioned um, about how does the formula work when you look at um, to do with um, review sessions. So we do, anybody who's familiar with Learn Signal and our timetables time will know that we do a, a learning phase where you practice questions throughout all of that. But we also have the boot camp at the very end, which is three weeks of practicing questions. So the, the formula for teaching, whether in a classroom or online, doesn't really change because there is a way that people learn. What we're providing is probably slightly more focused, um, allowing you to work in those areas you struggle with. If you're do uh, Nihal, you mentioned you're doing your professional exams soon. If there's an area, let's say you're doing AFM, for example, and there's an area in AFM you're not too sure because you maybe got an exemption with financial management, with online at any time you can go back and look at that. Whereas if you're in a classroom, they just wouldn't have time to refresh you on, on older topics effectively. So it really is, I think we've had a lot of positive messages over the last few days, but in the chat today about how people join LearnSignal and were successful. 
And we're not saying you're successful because of that. You guys do the work. All we do is provide the framework and the guidance through that. Um, and you you still have to do the work. There is no easy way. Um, but I, I would encourage, I think this is a time with lockdown and over the summer and trying to catch up for September that you kind of have nothing to lose by trying online. And, and you could actually find three suitable. I think myself and Connor have talked a lot about working from home. And both of us would have always been, oh, are we working from home type of people? And then when we found we've have to, we've adjusted and probably like it more than not like it in ways. So I think um, it's the same with online. People have their preconceptions about online, but it suits an awful lot of people. I think, Connor, we've had our record results in this sitting um, for the amount of people that have yeah. passed with Learn Signal and the marks that they've got and the marks that they received. And those people who haven't passed have been very, very close. And ha- we haven't got a lot of really low marks. And I think people are beginning to understand how to effectively study online. So I'd encourage everybody to do it. And I, I, I wish it, I keep saying it, and everybody in Learn Signal does, especially who've been through ACCA, I wish I had it um, when I was going to, to college and studying ACCA. Um, so t- two questions I want to touch upon again one was from norman asking about the you had delays for your exam um and they said that because you had a nine hour delay i know there was um a lot of issues for people who were doing computer-based exams with ACA. if they said to you which i think you mentioned that they would review they would reconsider um or allow review due to the delay then i would suggest but um that is only if if that was your situation where there was huge delays and they mentioned it i think our our advice for anyone else around administrative review still holds that it doesn't change your result and it's it's just dragging out the process but in your case given that they did say it i i would say to follow up with the acca but for any of those exam related um queries to do with acca um you'll have to go to them on their website the other thing i saw someone was asking they said they're doing a paper-based exam should they still do the cbe mock exam no so a lot of the advice we gave and when we talk about mock exams is doing mock exams in a way that reflects what you're actually going to have to do in your exam so most of the exams now have moved to cbe that's why we encourage students who are doing those exams to practice on CBE and to do CBE mock exams but it goes the other way if you are preparing for a paper-based exam and you're going to have to go into that exam hall and write on paper that's how you should practice for that exam because that's what you're going to go encounter on the day so it's really about trying to replicate that exam experience when you practice um, and you should do mocks that are going to be the same way that you, you do the actual exam. Connor, I think I'll leave the next. There's a question from a student there. I'm just having a quick look at. Maybe you take the next question as well. Um, yeah. S- sorry, Putting I'm trying to now. keep up to date with where I am. Um, so someone asking, I passed foundation level without any issue, um, but failed two times in F4. What should be my next step? So there is a big difference between the foundation level and moving into the applied skills level. And really is that it becomes from much more a multiple choice type test, um, a two-hour exam, to a much fuller exam where you have to write out your answers, um, where you have to manage a longer amount of time. And really the, the difference, I think, comes in understanding in that you can get through multiple choice um, type questions 
and those exams easier because you know it, it sparks um, the answer in your head because you can see suggestions on the screen. Whereas you really do need to have a good understanding when you get into the applied skills courses because you have to write out the knowledge, you have to apply it to scenarios and you have to show the examiner that you know it. So the key to passing and getting better at that is just practicing questions. Um, practicing as many of those constructive response written questions as you can. And that's how you build up those skills. That's how you, you start to write it in the way the examiner wants. I'd also look at solutions, look at our solutions when you do them and compare it to the solution that you wrote and start to make that link between how you're structuring your, your answers and laying it out and what would have got marks based on the solution and the marking scheme. And the more you can make that connection with what the examiner is looking for, the better you'll start to do in those papers. But it really is a case of practice. And obviously managing a three-hour exam is longer and harder than managing a two-hour exam. So practicing that time management and doing full papers, doing full mock exams over the three hours will will help you a lot there. Um, Jemima just mentioned she couldn't access the 20-week plan during an ATX. Um, some gremlin got in. I don't know what happened there, but that's fixed up now, Jemima. I think in the chat there's a lot of, um, again, comments about what to do seven times, six times. I think what I've noticed in the chat um, is that the from you guys talking to each other, it is that encouragement that you have to remember. It is that, like, ACCA is a slog. It's hard. It's 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 going to make you feel like, is it really worth it? Um, I would always say it's really worth it. No, I was ACCA. I had a whole different career before um, Learn Signal um, because of my ACCA. So it is, there are kind of those dark days that you feel, what am I doing? It's so hard when you fail an exam. I think somebody made a comment earlier on, it's like a kick to the gut, and it is. Um, but it builds up, and we've talked lots of times in our podcast about building up that resilience and keeping going. And I think some of the advice that you guys have given to each other is great. And if you have a chance to flick through it, um, do have a look, because I think overall... Um, the resilience in a lot of you about how you failed three or four times, but you eventually passed it. Um, and when you remember what it's like to eventually pass something like that and move on and make progress, I think it's great. So um, I would encourage you all to keep going and and don't give up. No matter how easy it might feel, um, you will get your benefit in the long term, although right now it might be sometimes very hard. Um. So another question and this is something that hasn't been asked and i see some people have have um asked Mohammed as a comment you've asked three questions that got skipped as i said at the start a lot of these questions um are covering similar things people asking about doing two subjects together or tips for certain subjects so the if you look at the recording for this we do go through um those answers and you will find that there um so even if your individual question wasn't answered your question may have been answered in, in a lot of other people's questions. We have tried to group them together because we've had hundreds of questions and it's it's not feasible um, between the hundreds of questions and the chat box not to, to answer everyone's individually. So we have tried to group them. This is a new um, question, which I, I don't know if we necessarily covered, which is very good from Jax asking, I understand the 20-week program is designed so you can work at your own speed. However, how much time ideally as a suggestion should one set aside as a minimum per week to work through it? So what I would say on this is, because it, it really does depend 
on the subject and on the week because different modules are bigger for different subjects. But what you can do is when you're starting into a week, look on our course page at what's involved in that module. Beside every video, we have the duration of those videos. So if you're starting into a new module um, for that week, you might see that there are... Um, maybe two hours worth of videos, there's quizzes, um, and there's two CVE questions. So you might say that looking at that overall, it's it's going to be four hours worth of study in that week. So then you can spread that accordingly over the week. Similar, other modules might be shorter, um, or some might be longer, depending on the subject. I would expect there's no... Um, you know, it, it's not a, a program that's going to take 10 hours a, a week. Definitely not. It, it will be on the lower end, you know, three to five hours, I, I'd say. Um, if you're doing it right, where you're practicing your CVE questions, you're going back and reviewing the content as needed. But for some of those, it will be the lower end of that even still. It's really a case, I would say, is at the start of your week, looking at that module, looking at what's involved. And then you can, you can kind of, you'll be able to plan how long that will, will roughly take you. Um, but when you click into any of the modules, it, it sets out what's required um, in that week. So hopefully that helps with your question, Jax. Um, Connor, I think I'm going to, I've kind of two questions. I'm going to answer them together as, as, as the last, one of the last questions then, I think. Sure. Um, because we are answering the same questions. And, and, um, but I think um, Stella got 49 and you're planning to attempt an exam, which isn't the important part. It's how you felt. And, I give you credit for telling us how you feel. And you said you felt panicked in the last hour of the exam. I think, Stella, what you have to do, if you think what Connor said earlier, if you do a section A and you spend 45 minutes on it or whatever the amount of time you should spend on it, consider it done. And don't be thinking about sections you have done. You need to do a question and set it aside as being done. And the, the trick to time management is actually spending the right amount of time on the question and then leaving it there. And then never looking at it again if that's the way it works out. If you've got five minutes at the end of your exam, definitely flick through and see if there's anything you can throw in at the last minute. But don't. what panics people when they're doing question four is they think they remember something that should have been in question one and should go back and do it. It's all about focus and just focus on what's in front of you at any time. If you start thinking about the exam as a whole in the last hour, you will get panicked. And, and, and obviously that's what happened. So it's just getting into that habit of setting aside what you've done already or what you have to do and just say, I've got 38 minutes to do this 20 mark question. My only focus for this 38 minutes is this 20 mark question. And once that time is up, no matter where you are, you move on, you forget about it and you go to your next slot of time. And it really is a way of doing that. There's also a couple of questions about people, how they pay learn signal. And we do appreciate that it, it can be a difficult time right now um, and some people were asking, can they pay by tra bank transfer? And that is so possible in some situations. So if you're in a position to pay by bank transfer, just contact our 24-7 help desk and they will try and make that work for you as best as they can. So one other um, question that, again, I don't think we, we've covered, um, and it will be one of the last, Alan, if you want to just flick through if there's anything we've kind of missed. The um, someone, Mohammed had asked, do the plans also work for the December sitting? So what I would say here is those plans are set out to cover 20 weeks now um, with two subjects. So you can adjust them accordingly if you wanted to prepare for the December sitting over that same time period. But we will have new December study plans which come out after the September sitting, which 
work off that new 12-week cycle as ACCA should get back to normal. So, you know, we will have new plans when it gets to that sitting. But if you are looking to prepare for December exams um, from midway through the summer, you know, this this plan could be adjusted accordingly for that. Um, and as we said at the start, it's really just about trying to use the the extra time you might have available now and use it to your your full advantage so you know don't don't hold off if you can get study done now and and prepare for even one exam in september that will make a big difference to progressing in your acca journey so i think that is um is important to try to do the other thing i wanted and again this is this is great for us to see um i see someone has posted in the chat box they're creating a, a whatsapp group for this webinar that people can share study material and tips so if you do like the the community element of these webinars we run a a study webinar every friday um it's at 12 30 irish time um but you'll find it on our crowdcast channel and again it's it's similar to this we cover a lot of questions and there is a, a chance for students to talk to each other there and share share their different tips um so, Colin, so, I think we're I think we're done with that. Um, I think we've pretty much answered. I think we're in excess of over five hundred questions today. But <laughs> as Connor mentioned at the beginning, go to our help desk at any stage, um, especially if you're a Learn Signal member. But even if you're not, they will try their best to help you with, within within reason. Um, so do go to LearnSignal.com and ask us any questions. And um, Connor will finish off in a bit. But I'd like to wish you all the best of luck for your studies if you're doing an exam in June or in September and the next 20 weeks of study, no matter how well you do it. Yeah. So, and thanks Alan for, for coming on and answering a large number of questions again. Um, so the, the last few bits that I just want to say again, if there was advice we gave during the webinar that you want to go back and revisit, we will put this results webinar up on all the Learn Signal course pages um, under the, the webinar module. So you can access it there. Um, it might be something that's that's worth revisiting even in a week or two to make sure you're on track with some of the advice that we're given. Um, so do look out for that. Do if you aren't currently a Learn Signal member, um, the first thing I would say is make sure you at least sign up for a basic plan account. That will make sure that you're on our mailing list. You hear about these uh, various events that we're running, um, and it will also allow you to access some of the content which Alan talked about, like our five minute to pass videos. But signing up for a basic plan account will make sure that you at least um, are up to date with everything that we're doing and all the resources that we offer. But now is really the time to consider um, purchasing your membership because we do have our 50% our off sale, um, which you can see at the bottom of your screen. So make sure you click that link. There'll be more information on the page that that takes you to. Um, but if you did like what you heard us talk about today, and particularly if you're motivated to keep on top of your study over these, these next few weeks and really build towards and perform well in the September sitting and keep on track with your ACCA journey, now would be a really good time to do that. The last thing you would have heard us mention lots was our 20-week study plans for September. Um, so do go onto the Learn Signal website and you can access them on any of the course pages. Again, as I said, if you've, if you've made an account, um, you'll be sent lots of email communications about that. And again, that is a really good way just for you to, to stay on track with your study and to, to keep your momentum over this next period so that you can be really successful in September. Um, so I hope you found today useful. If you do have questions, as Alan said, you can reach out to us. Um, but, but do look into those things that we talked about. And hopefully we see a number of you signing up to LearnSignal and we'll talk with you lots 
if you have, you'll see lots more of myself and Alan. Um, but the very best of luck with your study. I hope everyone's safe and well at the moment. And hopefully we get to talk to some of you again soon. So thanks for tuning in and bye-bye. Bye, everybody. So that was the advice shared from our results webinar. And it's been a longer podcast than usual, but we hope you found the answers given useful. Remember, if you have any other questions, don't hesitate to contact us on the 24-hour chat support on our website. But for now, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.